Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's Ash of Ash and Sin and this is Breathe, Walk, Create. Today I wanted to talk about something that has been a huge part of my personal journey and that is whether or not not following your creative dreams is affecting your health. I think it's very obvious to all of us to see the impact on our career satisfaction and um, lifestyle satisfaction, personal satisfaction, if we aren't expressing our creativity as often or in the ways that we want to, particularly if we want to do this as part of our career, then it definitely can have an obvious impact on that. But what I want to talk about today is the actual physical implications that not following your creative goals can have. I, for some reason, am feeling super winded today. My asthma has been really bad over the past week, so bear with me if I sound a little bit raspy again. I feel like every episode I'm apologizing for either sounding congested or raspy, but that's just who I am. So anyway, back to the point that we're all here. I got this idea for today's podcast episode after reading a book called The Big Leap. I'm actually still currently reading it. Um, It's by Gay Hendricks, and if you're not familiar with him, he is a psychologist in the personal growth space, and this is one of, I'm not sure if it's one of his first books, but certainly not one of his newer books. This was published in 2009, and I am only about 60 pages in, um, but I've already highlighted some really great little tidbits from the book. And one thing that really stuck with me was something that I've actually experienced but haven't necessarily put a label on or heard anyone else put a label on. And that is the impact of not following your dreams. I mean, that sounds like kind of hokey, but if you have a creative goal, if you have a career vision for yourself, if there's something that you really, really want to be doing and you're not doing it, then this can have a significant impact on on your physical health, not just your emotional and mental well-being. So on page 32 of Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap, I am going to read what he calls diseases of unfulfillment. So this is a direct quote from the book. When people are not expressing their full potential, they often get illnesses that have vague, hard-to-diagnose symptoms. Chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia are good examples of what I'm describing. So diseases of unfulfillment. This phrase really caught my eye because like I said, I have been experiencing pretty much exactly what this describes, but I didn't know what to call it. And it's also really hard when you are having physical symptoms to link them to a non-physical physical cause because I've also been put into the bracket of having a lot of autoimmune issues. Um, my health issues have really run the gamut, um, but they haven't always been there. So when I was younger, I was actually a pretty healthy kid. I did have some struggles with eczema, which is a skin condition. Sorry, I just got distracted because my dog just ran down the stairs and sometimes she gets a little jealous when I am talking into the void instead of talking to her. But let's get back on track. So as a kid, I had eczema, but otherwise I was pretty healthy. As I continued to move through life, I found that as I was hitting up against the choice between having to 
do things or not do things that I didn't necessarily want to do, if I chose to do the things (laughs) that I didn't want to do for whatever reason, whether that be um, pressure from family members or coaches or society, you know, we all have these expectations and there, there's no way to avoid that. No matter what kind of childhood you had, there, there are these unspoken expectations that we all feel, including the ones that we put on ourselves. So I found that when I was going up against these expectations and choosing to go kind of against my gut, against what I really wanted to do, I was starting to get more and more and more physical symptoms. Now, these symptoms ranged from asthma to migraine headaches to knee pain to low back pain to just overall whole body muscle pain. And at times, they became extremely severe. The most severe situation was my experience with uh, something called coccidinia. Now, this is kind of just a garbage term. <laughs> not garbage like oh it's it's dumb but kind of like a like a catch-all so you know when they are have trouble diagnosing something or putting a reason behind it then they just say it's coccidinia that's just a fancy word for tailbone pain so what had happened suddenly without an injury or a fall is I started having these super intense sharp pains right near my tailbone and when I say sharp I mean sharp. It was so bad that it was keeping me up at night. I couldn't sleep through the night because I was having these sharp stabbing pains. I was having trouble walking. It was just absolutely awful. Now, these tailbone symptoms started hot off the trail of four different knee surgeries that I ended up having throughout college. So I was already seeing a doctor who specialized in the area. So when I came in for one of my knee appointment follow-ups, he was like... (laughs) basically like like what's wrong with you because I think I was like laying on the exam table in the fetal position and at this point I should have been pretty good to go with my uh, rehabilitation for my knee which which I was all things considered Um, but I had this new even worse problem far far worse so he referred me to another specialist in his office who did injections of basically me sharing all of this about um, the issues surrounding my tailbone is that the pain was so severe that they put me through every test and imaging that you could have. So I'm talking MRIs, CAT scan, bone scan, everything. I was having so much severe pain that the doctors were convinced that I had some sort of tumor or, or bone disease or some other awful chronic condition. But in the end, They found absolutely nothing wrong. For anyone who has struggled with chronic pain, I'm sure you can appreciate the feeling of relief, but not relief because you're relieved that, oh, we thought you had cancer and you don't. Okay, amazing. But we have no idea what's going on. And when you're having eight, nine, 10 out of 10 level pain, like the highest pain that you could possibly imagine. And it's impacting your ability to get to class, to continue your day-to-day life, to just not live in absolute misery and agony. That's not really exactly what you want to hear. Luckily, even though they didn't know why I was having the symptoms that I was having, they did have a game plan. I ended up getting a series of injections in the area. In the end, my pain did pretty much get resolved, or at least to the point where it was under control. 
But what this was an example of is a pattern that had been repeating in my life over and over and over again. Whenever I found myself going down a path that was out of alignment with my goals and who I was as a person and what I really wanted to be doing, my body just seemed to take it into its hands to say, well, if you're not going to do what you want to do, maybe we won't let you do anything. And I felt in this tremendous tug of war between my body and just continuing to live my life because, you know, from my perspective, I, even if I wasn't doing necessarily what I wanted to do, I still needed to work. I still needed to make money and, you know, have relationships and like leave the home. You know, these didn't seem like big ask, but at the time I didn't really realize that the reason for a lot, and I mean a lot of my symptoms, was that I was living so far out of alignment from what I wanted to be able to do. Of course, for a very, very long time, I thought that there was some sort of medical condition um, that was contributing to all of my um, chronic issues. And I have been diagnosed with migraines and fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, among, you know, other chronic pain-related disorders. And it's not to say, I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm minimizing a diagnosis or saying that a diagnosis isn't real or that your pain isn't real. If you're having pain, you're having pain. And it doesn't really matter what it, where it's coming from, like right? Like you want it <laughs> to be addressed, right? You want to feel better. So what I want to do with this podcast is just open your mind to the possibility that your lifestyle your career, and the things that you're doing day to day towards moving towards your goals or further away from your goals may be contributing to those symptoms. Now, I've gotten to this place of confidence in that my symptoms are primarily psychosomatic, meaning that they are kind of a mind-body connection, that there's nothing physically wrong with my body, but that the emotional struggles that I've had and other traumatic events from my past have caused my nervous system. So all of the nerves that give us the ability to feel and move, my nervous system has become hotwired to really overreact essentially to everything um, in order to, basically it's my brain's way of trying to keep me safe, but it has become so sensitive because of who I am. And also, like I said, my past experiences that it really gives me a lot more feedback than I need, and it causes me to experience a lot more pain than is necessary. So pain is a warning, right? It is our body's way of telling us that is something that something is wrong. So we put our hand on a hot stove, we feel pain in our hand, and it instinctively causes us to retract that hand. And obviously from learning this experience, you know, if we didn't already know, okay, I'm not going to (laughs) touch a hot stove ever again. It helps to keep us from really doing a lot of damage to our body. Because imagine if we didn't have pain now, we set our hand on the hot stove and we have no idea that anything is going wrong. And, you know, you can imagine the, the impact that that would have on your hand over time before you noticed it for some other reason. So pain is essential to our survival, but oftentimes our brain can get mixed up and it can tell us that we're having pain or that we're in danger 
when in fact there is no apparent damage or danger or input that is going to cause you harm. So after learning a lot about chronic pain science and having different experience in my life where things were were going well and I felt like I was really happy with what I was doing and I was working towards my goals versus times when I felt completely lost and like I hated what I was doing and I had no idea how to get out of it. And when I compare and contrast the way I'd feel in those two situations, there was a, a drastic difference and nothing had changed internally. It's not like, you know, I suddenly had changed bodies from times when I was happy to times I wasn't. Um, but I will say that, you know, when you tend to be more and more in alignment in one area of your life, say career, then it tends to be a whole lot easier to make healthier, let's say healthier choices in other areas like eating and sleeping and meditating. They all kind of just go really nicely together. Um, but still, I was still living in the same body. I was still me. And I found that when I was moving towards the career goals that excited me and moving away from a career that really brought me down, I was feeling so much better. So I really made that connection between my pain and my happiness. And when I read in Gay Hendricks' book, this so-called diseases of unfulfillment, it just really deeply resonated with me because I was like, oh yeah, that's me. And then when he went on to say chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, I I totally agreed because again, it's not to say that there aren't components of these diseases that have other causes than, oh, I'm not following my purpose. But I think for some of us, they can have a really, um, not following our creative goals can have a really strong impact on how we feel. And that's part of why I've gotten into this mindset of, I want to follow my purpose like my health depends on it, because I've realized that it truly does. And I realized that even if I I'm writing full-time, creating full-time, running my own business full-time. That doesn't mean that I will never have pain or illness or any other chronic condition, but I know that I won't have this unnecessary energy drain or this feeling of resistance, like my soul wants to go one way and my body wants to go another and everything's so tense and drained. You know, I know that that feeling won't be there. I will have this deeper sense of fulfillment and relaxation because I no longer will be worried of, will I ever give myself the chance to try? Will I ever be successful at this? Will I ever enjoy work? Will I ever have a career that finds, that gives me fulfillment? I won't have to wonder those things anymore. You know, this kind of brings me into another another exercise that I've done in the personal development space that is like, what is the worst case scenario? If you were to follow your dreams, what's the worst thing that could happen? And for me, my worst case scenario was that I would return to working full time as a physical therapist. If my creative career and goals never panned out and I got to the point, okay, 
I really need to get back on track and make some money. I'm not making money this way. It's not as fun as I thought it was. What would happen? I would go back to working full-time as a physical therapist. And what really struck me about that was that I was living my worst case scenario in terms of my career. And, you know, people could argue, okay, well, wouldn't it be worse if you got injured and you couldn't work, you know, and, you know, and that's really has happened to me a few times where I was so injured or in so much pain that I couldn't handle physical therapy work as a full-time employee. But, you know, the point of that exercise is not to catastrophize and be like, okay, well, what if like, you know, you're the at the brink of death, then you wouldn't be able to do work as a physical therapist. And I'm like, well, you know, I probably have bigger problems at that point than what I'm doing for my career. This question, what is the worst case scenario in terms of career, you know, and looking at it in a realistic way can really just help illuminate like how far off are you from what you want to be doing and what would be the worst thing that could happen within reason? And I think that would give you some insight as to what you may or may not want to change in terms of your career moving forward. You know, one of the main takeaways I hope that you get from this is that if you're feeling, you know, if you have chronic pain, chronic illness, if you have any other health condition, even if you just feel really tired and burnt out, which can be really, really debilitating as well, I want you to not get so stressed out about like, will I be able to have the energy to run my own business? Will I be able to create and do all the work I need to do to reach my creative goals? Will I be healthy enough to do that? Because what I want you to think about is that perhaps by virtue of following your own goals, some of those problems may lessen. When we're doing work we love, it is much easier to cope with things like pain It's much easier to find the motivation and energy. And oftentimes when we're doing things we love, we find more energy in doing it. Now you may be thinking, okay, yes, I agree. When I've spent more time on my creativity and working towards building my own business, I feel a whole lot better. But not making money stresses me out. And when you're starting a new business, oftentimes, you know, the money isn't there straight away. So, you know, that's a whole nother discussion in terms of our relationship with money. When should we leave our job? What kind of savings should we have before we do it? How should we structure our business to make more money sooner? I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. Um, And that's something that I really struggled with because I have found that, yes, I feel better when I am, am building and creating my own business, but at the same time, if I'm going along and, you know, the money's not there right away, then I find this this new level of stress and any form of, of stress like that is going to be completely detrimental to your health and your creativity. So, you know, there are more facets to this discussion. I mean, that's that's life, right? We are multifaceted human beings and our finances, our career, our relationships, our health, like these are all things that kind of coexist together. 
But like I said, I think that even taking a small step towards doing more of what you love will have a positive impact on your health. And that is what I want to tell you today. All right. That's all I have for you. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.